Welcome back to another episode of the Startup Operator Weekly Roundup. The Weekly Roundup is a show for people like you who like to stay updated with the latest developments from the Indian startup ecosystem. If you're new to the platform, don't forget to subscribe to our channel so that you get more of this stuff. What are we discussing today, Gunjan? Well, the, currently the Auto Expo is on and one company unveiled the world's first self-balancing scooter. Wow. Right. Okay. And then RBI made an announcement that should make a lot of Indians living abroad happy, mm-hmm. saying that very soon they will be able to start using UPI payments using their international mobile numbers. No, I know at least two or three people who are jumping <laughs> in joy. Yeah. But, uh, but folks in Mumbai might have something to not celebrate because Rapido announced that it will be uh, shutting operations over there after oh. a high court order. But well, at least the auto wallet stop on the road asking people like, hey, where do they want to go? Yeah. <laughs> like in Bangalore. So, well, yeah, a lot of things to discuss. And before we dive into that, a huge shout out to our sponsors for this episode. This episode is brought to you by Park Avenue. Before we dive in into the details for the headlines, Roshan, how was your week? It's been a rather quiet week, I should say. I mean, I was uh, looking at some of the news on the economy front. Uh, the inflation numbers are in. We are at the lowest in some time. We're at 5.72% retail inflation, which is pretty low compared to, you know, let's say the US, which is 6 plus percent uh, and so on. And uh, Overlapping this, the index of industrial production numbers also came in and these were trending up, right? I mean, now these are, you know, small but positive signs on the economy front. I was just talking to a few folks uh, over the week. The way India resisted the demand side stimulus, right? I mean, the just giving out cash to people uh, during these lockdowns and during the times of 2020-2021 when, uh, you know, COVID was raging, you know, with so much of undue pressure, I think it's just very, very sagely and very wise, you know, our, our policymakers are super wise, our government was extremely wise to do that, right? Because right now what you're seeing in the West is like a double whammy on both supply and demand, right? I mean, you now with all of this uh, Russia-Ukraine war and so on, I mean, obviously, you know, on the supply side, things are constrained and plus, I mean, you have a system where, you know, there's a lot of cash in the economy as well, right? So, uh, luckily, we are not as badly affected. But of course, you know, I mean, these are things where, you know, the world economy, if uh, the West uh, catches, uh, uh, you know, the West sneezes, I mean, we catch a cold, right? So, but but still good, good stuff uh, on the economy front. And India is hosting the Hockey World Cup. You know, I'm not an avid hockey fan, but I really like the game. I mean, I used to play it when I was a kid. Uh, uh, I'm planning to catch one or two matches. I mean, I hope you do too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, have you seen the new stadium in Raulkela? Yeah, they apparently have, very good. Yeah. The Birsa Munda uh, Stadium in uh, Raulkela, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, let's talk about the G20 summit, right? So ever since India took on the presidency in December of last year, right, they have made a couple of announcements to boost the economy and cooperation within these countries. And uh, last week, it was announced that this platform called Startup 20 will be formed to bring in tighter collaboration between the ecosystem within each of the member countries. Now, with this, I think this will provide a huge platform for startups to, you know, exchange ideas, work more collaboratively. But more importantly, I think with the government's coordinating Mm. uh, on this front, I think for startups that are eyeing international expansions, for them, a lot of things might get simplified. Things like compliances, things like payment processing, things like all the applications and regulatory framework. These things will be made more easy for founders as they scale up. Right. How do you see this thing growing and helping startups? I think it's a fantastic opportunity for India to take the lead and build a broader startup ecosystem, right? Any of the products that you have here, I mean, Southeast Asia and so on and so forth are just a natural extension, right? The market dynamics between, let's say, India and Indonesia are very, very similar. Mm -hmm. So we should definitely take the lead and build a broader platform, you know, and and given that, you know, we have these 
massive digital platforms right we should think of you know perhaps uh, leasing these platforms out to these other countries as well you know and uh, hopefully attract more capital as well uh, uh, in terms of uh, you know investing in, in this common pool of startups yeah mm-hmm. well talking about india exporting its uh, digital prowess right i think india has done a great job in building the digital ecosystem in the country mm-hmm. right we even discussed this about this in our last round up and we have seen the government also take initiatives right and this startup 20 platform will be a great way to bring that in the forefront for example in 2019 if i remember correctly google had written to the us federal reserve stating that ki they need to implement a system like india's upi mm. then npci was in talks with a lot of countries in europe to implement similar peer to peer payment service and uh, more than 76 countries have expressed their interest in adopting a platform like covin to administer vaccine doses right so i think there's enough testament to the amount of value india's digital ecosystem can bring in and this platform will serve yeah. as a great channel to let that out so you bring up covin right i mean i was talking to you know suraj sudhir who's written a book along with my friend ashish chandarkar uh, the book is called braving a viral storm and it documents india's covid-19 vaccination journey it's a fascinating fascinating book definitely a must read for people it makes you feel proud of the fact that you're an indian and you know suraj lives in uh, the us right and he was talking about the contrast between india and there right there i mean you had to call into centers you had to drive down to see if you know slots were available and so on right whereas you know covin made it so easy for us to track either infections vaccinations and so on right i mean yeah it's just i think on the digital realm india is just far advanced compared to the rest of the world so yeah this platform will help enable further cooperation between countries but also last week rbi also announced that very soon you know for indians who are like staying outside the country they will be soon able to make use of upi yeah. right and we have seen the amount of benefit a platform like upi has brought in they completely revolutionized the peer to peer payment service yeah right and um, currently nris can only set up a upi id if they have an indian mobile number but with this change in regulation i think they can register using the international number itself and currently 10 countries are, are being allowed to do so slowly slowly this will be rolled out to more countries as we see and because of this i think the biggest beneficiary for this will be all the students that are living abroad or those companies that have local subsidiaries in abroad countries for them to settle payments this will give a huge boost in that direction i feel yeah no uh, definitely i mean this is something that is long due i mean uh, there has been a lot of demand for this right uh, every time my sister is down here from uh, dubai i mean <laughs> you know payments are such a hassle right because uh, she still has to fork out cash and what not so yeah i mean this is uh, this is great you know i mean you're supposed to have an nre or an nro account right which yeah. is that you need an indian account still uh, in order for you to be able to collect uh, or pay right think of a lot of these use cases right i mean if you have you know for example if nris have land here and they're collecting rent uh, right i mean it could be a lot easier yeah. if you are paying someone for you know tutorials or whatever else right i mean these these use cases get sorted right and upi is really the best payment mechanism at this point of time so having a us number or a middle east number should not be a limitation uh, as long as you have that nr nro or nre account upi has already stepped towards that internationalization right and that's mm-hmm. the next lever of growth for upi i should say fantastic yeah i think there's also close talks with countries like nepal bhutan to implement a upi yeah. like framework right? and and it's great to see yeah. india taking that charge within southeast asia to kind of digitize the entire payment ecosystem the best thing would be for indians to be able to pay using upi abroad you know whenever that happens right i mean yeah. that will add a lot of swag value also right well I it mean, is i mean the government is working also towards it right 2600 yeah. crore has already been earmarked to promote rupee and upi so yeah 
talking about news closer home um, and this will be really relevant if you're listening if you're joining us from mumbai the bombay high court has directed rapido to shut down its operations in the state given the reason that they do not have a proper license to operate bike taxis mm. right but again this was news we had seen in karnataka as well sometime i think in november last year where you know ola rapido uber were asked to shut down its bike taxi service because that, that was not the license were given for but despite all of these queues we were still able to book bike taxis and autos on rapido and that really did not have much effect although that issue was raised because they were charging a premium over the basic fare right how do you think this will play out in see this is long due resolution right and i think uh, the center has to sort of take uh, charge of this you know because there's a lot of ambiguity between different states and uh, look this whole bike taxi this whole uberized model right i mean it's a genie out of bottle situation and i always say that look in india at least given that you know our infrastructure is not that great this last mile mobility has to be solved through this kind of innovation and so yeah i mean i really hope that the black and white is very very clear so that you know entrepreneurs don't have to operate in the gray and we like at the receiving end of things like this right yeah we'll see how this plays over at least for like for folks in mumbai right at least the auto wallas come and stop in front of them asking them where do you want to go unlike how it is in bangalore but okay now talking about microsoft uh, microsoft has recently announced an unlimited vacation policy right or to use the factual term the discretionary time off policy and with this employees basically have the freedom to choose how and when and where they do their jobs from while still as an organization microsoft does believe in the power of having a team in one place but i don't think a one policy fits all approach also will work right and it's not only microsoft but companies like netflix oracle salesforce these companies are also offering these unlimited vacations to like entice people to come back to the office hmm. but how do you see this claim because we have this enough talk about hybrid work environments or two day work days or three day work days what's your take on that no i think this will come with plenty of riders right i mean uh, obviously it will be for certain roles and certain people for sure and it won't be a blanket policy look all of these companies have received a lot of bad press especially over the last you know month or couple of months right with all these layoffs and stuff yeah. so i think this is just a nice you know pr balancing act in that sense but yeah people are back at the office for sure right i mean look at bangalore traffic midday <laughs> there is like peak traffic right nowadays you know so This episode of the Startup Operator podcast is brought to you by Park Avenue. Now that we're all back at the office meeting colleagues and clients, it's time to ditch those PJs and look sharp with Park Avenue's range of 100% cotton wrinkle-free shirts. They're super easy to maintain and keep you looking fresh through the day. So my fellow startup operators, visit the Park Avenue store or myraymond.com and check out the new wrinkle-free shirt collection. All right, so apart from Bharat Pay being in the news for because of related to plenty of reasons, <laughs> yeah, there were plenty of reasons. But and one positive news came last week where RBI had authorized Bharat Pay as an online payment aggregator. Now we have discussed payment aggregator and the benefits of it a lot of times in the roundup, right? But essentially, what it does, it helps e-commerce and other uh, small-scale business owners accept payments across all platforms, mm-hmm. right? So be it through UPI, Visa, Mastercard, or anything, the a payment aggregator can collect payments on the merchant's behalf and uh, ncash has also gotten an in principle approval from rbi then we have uh, pay which had applied for the license but rbi asked them to reapply within the next 120 days paytm in the last quarter of last year i think they were uh, their license was declined mm. but what we are seeing here is that a lot of startups are vying for this space yeah. right that means there's a lot of innovation that can happen there's a lot of money to be made in this space Yeah. How do you see this evolving? No, this uh, ties in with uh, Bharat Pay's central mission, right? Which was one QR code is all uh, anyone needs, right? I mean, irrespective of whether they're using uh, Paytm or PhonePe or whatever else. So it ties in very nicely with that. And 
look i mean payments are the tip of the spear right and these guys start 0% you know 0% to merchant 0% to consumers anyway hmm. right so for them i mean the way to collect the payments has to be as simple and seamless as possible this has made it a lot more simple and seamless right bharat pay is a is a lender right uh, i don't know how them how they're losing money hand over fist you know being a lender in india right so yeah. it just makes that entry point a lot more seamless you know so they get to uh, see more they probably see more transactions right and it will be interesting you know they they had acquired pmc along with centrum sometime back right pmc bank as well um so i don't know i mean yet to see you know how that whole banking thing uh, functions yeah. right i'm not sure if the license was revoked anytime recently but uh, yeah i mean interesting times i mean all of these folks will sort of morph into your uh, you know traditional uh, banks yeah. or financial companies so a lot of companies have already gotten this a lot of companies have already got this license right for example your razor pay pine labs and all and these companies have raised a lot of funds mm. to innovate in this space how do you see them making money because as you just now said they're not charging any fees on the lender side nor to the on the consumer side then how do these companies make start they'll to make, make money? money on the spread no they'll make money on uh, lending basically so now i have a merchant's transaction history see the the challenge with india is that we don't have a, i mean a lot of challenges but one of the you know challenges is that we don't have credit history right for a lot of folks and a lot of businesses so how do you lend to these businesses i mean i can't say that hey you should keep your machinery as collateral or keep your office as collateral and so on right i mean how do i know whether uh, you know a business or a person is credit worthy now if i have transactions like this if i if i know your history of transactions if i know that you know you're doing x amount of rupees a month then i can probably reasonably assume that you know you will be able to pay back you know some x minus right. something or x plus something right depending so that is really how they function you know it's interesting Okay, so right now, I think on Twitter, the one of the hottest topics has been the auto expo in India, mm-hmm. right? It's currently underway in Gurgaon when temperatures less than ten degrees Celsius, right? And all, okay, yeah. Uh, the auto expo is on with temperatures less than ten degrees Celsius, and still it's seeing yeah. massive crowds, mm-hmm. right? There have been a lot of announcements made by the likes of Maruti, Tata, and and the likes. But I think my best one yet has been the announcement of world's first self-balancing scooter, mm. an EV scooter. There's this company called uh, Liger, which have used proprietary technology uh, f- called auto balancing that helps the scooter either self-balance itself with or without a rider on. Mm. Now, wow. well, still very much in its nascent stage, and it's not like available to the public yet. But I think before that, the potholes in the road needs to get fixed. Yeah, for sure. I mean, given the number of accidents and so on. Did you catch the Maruti Jimny? <laughs> it's hilarious, man. I mean, it's got a Hummer's body, right, <laughs> with uh, your uh, Balino tires. You know, so it's there's, there's like this much gap between the tires and the yeah. frame, you know. So <laughs> I was just uh, looking at their Instagram post, and people have trolled the hell out of that car, you know. Well, folks, let us know what you are most excited about from the Auto Expo in the comment section below. Now let's quickly wrap up the other headlines from the week, which includes a couple of notable fundraisers. and what stood out last week is that the big players are back we have mm. investors like sequoia also take part in the fundraisers there was 100 million dollar plus check size which wow. really pulled up the investments we saw last week and uh, the companies that were were wakefit there is 40 million dollars from sequoia investcor and wellinvest then edtech startup lead raised 20 million dollars in debt from stride ventures alteria capital standard chartered bank and hdfc bank uh, willcart which is a b2b startup raised 18 million dollars from Asia Impact SA any comments you'd like to add to this yeah just a couple of things wakefit is you know 
amazing story uh, you should check out chaitanya's uh, podcast that we recorded uh, sometime back fantastic entrepreneur and wakefit's marketing is pure genius uh, right every one of their campaigns uh, you know have have just been really really amazing and they're also you know very very highly rated on amazon right i think 4.6 4.7 plus uh, on mm-hmm. amazon uh, perhaps even more right on amazon and flipkart a uh, fantastic business you know we talk about often how challenging b2c can be it they've managed to execute really really well uh, do catch that episode we'll link to it in the podcast description that's some work for our producer and uh, good to see uh, you know alternate forms of uh, financing as well right i mean yeah. uh, so people raising debt and so on yeah if, and even so just one point to add here right last year we also saw a couple of startups had this revenue based financing, financing debt yeah. financing there a lot of it's not only that Startups now need to go to VCs to raise funds. Yeah. They can exit for equity. Yeah. But uh, given the funding crunch and everything, the alternate funding rules that are opening up. Yeah, Stride is uh, that, right? I mean, Stride uh, offers debt financing as right. well. Uh, in fact, we we've spoken to more than a few uh, folks, right? I mean, who who do this? So yeah, I mean, their business is going to be a lot more lucrative, especially at this point of time. And it it does make sense for certain types of businesses, you know, uh, where the cash flow is a lot more predictive. Uh, right, and you had to put up money upfront and so on. So yeah, those are the things that stood out. Awesome. Now moving on to a Park Avenue PowerPoint segment. Uh, Roshan, recently you shared Ganesh's post on LinkedIn talking about his experience of going to Shark Tank and then deciding to go back, take a job, and come back with a lot yeah. more learnings and enthusiasm. Right, and it was really great to see people support on that. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, you know, I caught the episode yesterday, and it was difficult for me to watch it because. you know i've been through that experience you know five or six years back when i had to fold up my startup it's not pleasant right to say the least you feel like you are abandoning your dream which you nurtured so carefully and closely and which you were eating sleeping breathing for all of this time right it's a very very difficult difficult time and uh, yeah i mean the way he kind of broke down on national television right i mean again i don't know if i would have the guts to kind of like say that and and you know do that take the decision right i mean which is that hey i mean it's a point of self introspection yeah i mean kudos to him it's very difficult really really difficult i felt uh, you know i felt pretty emotional actually but anyway uh, i spoke to ganesh and we're going to have him on the podcast uh, sometime so yeah i mean you will get to hear from ganesh on you know what the shark tanks experience is like and um, yeah that's uh, something positive you know people talk about you know what has changed in the startup ecosystem over the years and i've seen this over 15 years and i think one thing that stands out is founder empathy you know the number of people who kind of support the founder journey today and who are empathetic of just all of the pitfalls and and so on right uh, of all the lean times uh, today is just amazing 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 network of founders it was you know if you look at the comment section on that linkedin post i mean you had kaushik of sugar yeah. uh, you had plenty of folks uh, yeah, all you know, the sharks almost yeah, like yeah, came yeah. out uh, in support of yeah. uh, ganesh on that yeah. So yeah that's a very positive sign i think you know people should uh, have the confidence to go out there and try things out and you know if you screw up well it's okay i mean you come back another day and try again you know yeah well so we'll be having ganesh on the podcast soon and folks if you have any questions uh, for him either related to shark tech experience or otherwise do let us know in the comments below and apart from that what episodes are we putting out this week i don't want to announce for the third time that we're <laughs> going to put out uh, uh, this episode with sarvana of kovai but uh, yeah producer has been busy Uh, but hopefully he has promised us that this week we will put out that episode uh, we also have a conversation with uh, shruti of uh, apna club which we recorded sometime back really and that's another fascinating conversation as well lot of uh, conversations i mean six or seven of these that we haven't really published yet you will see them soon in the next couple of uh, weeks or so awesome
So, uh, folks, I hope you have already subscribed to the Startup Operators uh, social pages on Twitter and LinkedIn. You'll see the links on the description below. And apart from that, if you'd like updates to be delivered straight into your WhatsApp inbox, you'll find a WhatsApp subscription link as well. I hope you really liked our conversations and do let us know how you're doing by rating and reviewing us on your favorite, favorite podcast platform. And well, yeah, I guess that is it for 98th roundup. We are soon building up to 100th roundup episode. Yeah. So a lot more things in store. With that, we'll see you again next week. See you guys. Stay safe.